The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. The team can't fill our hygiene schedule. What can I do? So, this actually really well plays with the previous question. Maybe there is a reason why. Maybe because of systems issues, the patients don't feel that they don't have the value for their hygiene appointment. Maybe we haven't gone through and done a, you know, it's not, again, not that hygienists aren't doing the things they need to do, but does the patient understand, does the patient value it? Do they even know what you're doing? So we can back all the way up to, does the patient actually value the appointment, first of all? Do they understand that they have a problem that you are monitoring, that you are, you know, that there's a reason why they need to come back? Because if you don't, if you don't even get that much, you forget about filling the hygiene schedule because they don't want to come back. Of course, patient experience, a referable patient experience is super important. If the patient doesn't want to come back, well, they're not going to come back. You have to make sure that, A, we have solid systems in place for the hygiene appointment, specifically uh, things like the five screening recall and co-diagnosis and all of the things that we teach. Super important. If you have those in place, the patient will understand the value for the appointment. Okay. The second thing is that they have to have a great experience and a consistent experience, which is, again, part and parcel of, the, of what I just said. If, we're, if we've got that whole hygiene system installed, then people are going to be excited about, as excited as they can be about dentistry or getting their you know, teeth worked on, but they'll be at least engaged in the fact that, okay, I need to go back and there's a reason why and I understand why. Okay, so now at least we have people who want to come back or understand they need to come back. Now what do we do? Well, we'd have to look at some metrics at that point. Okay, are there enough patients? Usually there are. Usually it's a matter of we just need to reach those people. And that often means that I have, and you, you'll find this, this question will come up in offices where there's like one admin person and they're trying to do everything. Well, they're not going to get to everything. Something's got to give, right? At the end of the day, that's usually what ends up happening is one schedule, the other falls apart. Depends who barks more. If the doctor's barking more, the doctor gets filled. If the hygienists are barking more, the hygienists get filled. So we often will very quickly get to a point where we need a person in hygiene. You can justify their wage very easily. An admin person who is a hygiene coordinator, their job is to fill hygiene. Now, that's not their only job, but that is their primary role. Is, it's, it's, it's their accountability, meaning that at the end of the day, it is up to them that hygiene is filled or not. doesn't mean they don't work together as a, an admin team to do all of each other's tasks. Like, we, we're all going to check people out. We're all going to check people in. We're all going to make some calls, etc. But at the end of the day, I know I'm responsible for making sure that we are working on the hygiene schedule for tomorrow. So a person on it is super important. And also that person being trained to do that job, not just put them there and give them a phone, right? So we do have training for this. We do have a system for this, right? And then understanding, which is in the system, that it's going to take more than one touch point to book a patient. So often, and the statistic is seven touch points, like seven calls to get a patient to schedule hygiene. So it's not like I can call them once, scratch them off the list, oh, they didn't answer. Yeah, they didn't answer this time but I'm going to also text them and email them. And so again, if we're trying to fill hygiene, seven calls I'll make, but I will also send them a text and an email and not, not like seven days in a row or seven calls in one day. Like I'm not going to super stock them, but I do want to like once a week at least touch them, you know, maybe Mondays and Fridays or whatever, like, you know, twice a week's okay too but I want to leave them a message and I want to send them a text if I can text them, if I have their number, if I don't send them an email, if I have neither, just phone, fine, phone them, but do something daily to work that list so that you're, you know, you're reaching out to people. And again, it's important to keep track of who you're following up with and 
right? So maybe you take some of that list and you call them on Monday, and some of that list and you call them on Tuesday, and so forth. And when you get back to Monday again, start at the top of the list and keep going, right? And know that it will take you an average of seven times to book a patient. So don't give up on them either, okay? But yes, oftentimes it does require a person. So systems, experience, a person if necessary, and, and usually it is necessary, and then that person just being persistent and trained and having a system to run. That's how you feel hygiene. Now, we can go further into that, you know, but again, the numbers will determine whether there's a need for anything else. So at that point, I would also want to be looking at data. How many patients do we have? How much hygiene time do we have? And, and does this fit? And also, if I have extra hygiene time, what am I doing about that? Because maybe there's a, the situation might be that I'm, I'm maximizing my, okay, so let's take it from the other perspective now. I actually have, I don't have any more patients that I could put in the schedule because I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing, and I've added an extra hygienist, and now they've got capacity. That is a very good problem to have because I can teach that hygienist now to do other things. I can teach them how to assist same-day treatment. I can teach them to, well, I can have them do emergency triage or new patient exams or all of the things, again, systems that we teach so that that person can be very useful for the practice. I like hygiene capacity, like available time, because I can use them to do so many things and multiply myself, right? So there's, that's a whole nother, that's the other side of the spectrum, I guess, because the person that's asking this question, I'm assuming is just like, I want to fill my hygienist and I can't fill them. Usually they, they feel like they don't have enough patience or something. So if we've gotten, if we're looking at it from that perspective, I've given you the answer. If we're looking at it from the perspective of I'm growing rapidly and I've added a hygienist <clears throat> in anticipation of the capacity or in adding the capacity and anticipation for growth, that is a very good problem to have because I can use that person now. And if they're seeing two or three hygiene patients a day, they have paid for themselves to be there. Everything else that I get now is saving me, you know, it's, it's like basically another column, right? So I can get them to do a lot more. So it's two sides to that one. It's a good question. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.